What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I wanted to just throw this in in the beginning. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That really helps our numbers. Check out the merch store at brennantcomedy.com slash merch store to get your ex-drinking buddy merch. And if you really want to, subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash brennantassif. That really helps me out. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Grab me a beer and grab him a coat. We about to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Brandon Tassib is your ex drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brandon Tassib. If you're new to the program, quick rundown of the show. I used to be everyone's favorite drinking buddy. It's my favorite thing to hang out with friends, get drunk, do drugs, get in all sorts of trouble, and then reminisce about those crazy stories. I am sober now, but it's still one of my favorite things to do, hang out with somebody and reminisce about the crazy old days. Most weeks I'll be joined by a guest, and with this being the holiday episode, I figured who better to bring in than my very close friend, Matt Fulcheron. <sighs> Merry Christmas to the world. What is up? It's yeah, me. this will come out. December 25th. Oh, wow. Holiday episode. And I figured, you know, the closest thing I have to family in New York City oh, nice. is Matt Fulcheron, good friend and also mentor. Uh, so I wanted to have you on, especially because this might be the last time we get to do this in studio. I'm very glad to be on. It reminds me of a podcast I used to do called The Power of How. <laughs> yes, sir. In fact, I was I was really caught off guard when you started hosting. <laughs> Like somewhere in the back of my mind, I thought I was going to be hosting. Oh, yeah. That's for the listeners, especially anybody new, Matt and I and Daniel Torado, very funny comedian from uh, Canada. We had The Power of How, which was a positivity podcast. I ran into um, the guy that did our artwork, Nelson Diaz. Oh, yeah. And he was he was talking about how bummed he was that the podcast was over. I know. Like he was actually one of those guys. He started going. He's like, I save it for Monday. Yeah. I listen to it on Monday. It gets me in a good oh, headspace man. for the week. Yeah. And I'm like, you're the guy we've been looking for, man. Like <laughs> we need like a couple hundred thousand a year. Yeah. Where were you know? Yeah, that was. I mean, the podcast was a lot of fun. The the thing was. With uh, Daniel having the family, and I know we talked about this on the other podcast, but we could talk about it now and then. Trying to get three people together for no profit is a motherfucker. That was the thing was we were like, oh, well, you know, once we get rolling and we'll get advertisers and stuff. And then we did it for, you know, a couple months and we're like, oh, we'll just hang on, just hang on. We had a bump here. Yeah. A bump there. And then a couple more months and we're like, we're not. This isn't growing. (laughs) This is shrinking. (laughs) <laughs> what's going on we just kept working harder we kept getting a bump and then yeah. it would go backwards and yeah, then a bump yeah, yeah. and i believe in the podcast though and oh, i don't 100 i don't do much shit for the masses no, obviously yeah. we <laughs> i believe in that i believe in that podcast it was a it was a uphill or upstream swim mm-hmm. to begin with because people want to hear bitching and complaining Negativity. on podcasts yep. they don't want to hear nobody come back to the fucking well and the other problem too is like because you started podcasts when podcasts were first becoming a thing. Right. So, Like not even I knew what podcasts were. Yeah. And so growth was- I was, was like, a- what is this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like once a week? For, you know, it was the same deal. Yeah. It's like I'm making no money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? But growth was way different because if people found one, then they would- And not so many people had them. So you'd go yeah. on your friends and they had a big- Yeah. No, it, it was- It really just snowballed. Yeah. Around 10, 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. And now starting a podcast, it's like, yeah, everybody has a podcast. It's like, like taking obviously. a piss like, in I had the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. At one time. But it was just- 
it was so much fun. But like you said, with, with Daniel has the kids, and then obviously the reason why you had to stop what we're going to get into. But um, also with me, because we would normally record, if not at the studio, then at your place. And it's like, I got to take three trains. And it's yeah. like, and normally it was, it sometimes would be on a day where I had work. And I was like, well, then I got to take three trains to get back to work. Yeah. And then sometimes we'd have to do it on the weekend, like Saturday or Sunday. And for those of you who don't live in New York, the subway system is garbage on yeah. the weekend. So it was just like, damn it. Yeah, yeah. And it's – um, you also realize what you're still in. I'm having a nice breather. Yeah. The the weekly the weekly yeah. routine mm-hmm. of the podcast. It's is a lot. Even this now, is the fun part. Yeah. Listening, hanging out. Yeah, straight talking. Straight office job from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at the computer. The worst part about it is, even if I get this stuff done earlier in the week and I'm like, boy, oh boy, like mm-hmm. I got my homework done for the yeah. week. As soon as Thursday rolls around, it's like, oh, cool. Now I got to get everything ready for Patreon on Friday and then wide release on Monday and cut clips. And then I've had some guests on where I feel like I'm cutting too many clips. Uh-huh. Like I had a, a guest on, uh, this was be two weeks ago by the time everyone's listening to this, but Derek Gaines, very funny comic. But we basically talked about what well, you and I talk about a lot, like how social media has changed. It's changed the face of stand-up um, and how like we don't post too much and stuff. And then I cut like six and I'm like tagging him <laughs> and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, we just talked about how he doesn't like to do yeah, social but, media. I mean, you got what you wanted. <laughs> and then I was like blowing up his story and I was like, maybe I should cut back. But yeah. even then it's like. Okay, cool. That was fun. And even even when we got to we did a smart thing where we started doing five clips a week. Yeah. One for every day. Yep. And even that felt like nothing. I mean the work felt like something. But but posting like a similar thing every day yeah. doesn't even seem like posting that much. It doesn't even yeah. when you when you look at other people's thing, they're like Because it's like sketches I'm getting my and colonoscopy. Then, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, they're like, like bent over a goddamn <laughs> chair. Yeah, and it was and it was weird too because some of the clips, like I will go back and listen to a lot of the Power of How clips because I like the, the I love the show and sometimes I'll go back and listen to old episodes. But it is interesting because we do so much with this stuff, you forget. Like I've gone you, back and listened you, to you breeze through it, yeah, and you forget all these. Uh, I mean, I've got over a decade of just m- basically moments of my life on tape, yeah. Which I don't even want to listen to something from like six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. I think it would really freak me out. Yeah, I, I you know went back those were the podcast years for me are the struggle years. Yeah, like and it's like uh, there's just so much. Just it's just me fighting every week to survive <laughs> yeah. and taping it. Yeah, we talked about that because some you of know? it you're just like you're like what the hell, and then you go back and listen. And you're like God, man, calm down. Like, but relax. it is funny though. Like yeah. I do, I do like listening to the jokes that appear. Out of every three minutes, man. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, that's hilarious. Yeah. And of course, I get every joke I've ever told. <laughs> like, I'm the best yeah, audience for me. Right. I get, I get what I'm talking about. Oh my god, I run into that all the time. Yeah. Sometimes I will write out a bit, and I'm like, this is going to change comedy. Like, this is the right. greatest thing I've really ever just written. changed your afternoon. And then, yeah, for me, <laughs> <laughs> like I did that weight loss bit, and I was like, oh, I'm going to take a different angle than everyone yeah, ever. Right. Because there's a lot of comics that talk about gaining weight and losing weight. And I was like, oh, I'll put it on its head. And I'll talk about how gaining weight was harder than losing weight. Right, yeah. And I was like, this is genius. <laughs> this is and then I did it. And it was like, it got a good reception, but it didn't I'm gonna ask crush you to, like I I'm thought gonna it would. I'm going to ask you to take that bit to Ohio. 
Yeah. And see how it goes there. Oh, Don't throw dude. it out. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not. That's I, I love that bit. And no I'm offense, Ohio. I could have picked any. Yeah. Any, I could have picked about 48 states. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's say 49.50. Yeah, because that – there are certain cities that it won't work in and New York being one of them. But I'm sure if I went anywhere in the Midwest – New York is like, or, that's not true. Yeah. I work out every day yeah. and – Well, I was like – I yeah, because I talk about gaining all that weight in three months and I was like, that's way harder. And people just kind of are like – well, you know, you got to eat right. People it's a bring lifestyle. too much fucking reason. Yeah, and facts to the stand up jokes. to the stand up show now. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Comedian. That's not an accurate fact. That's not actually what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. That's I actually know. not physically possible. Well, good news for you. This joke's gonna be over in twenty seconds. We can laugh <laughs> and move the fuck on. You're not even gonna remember. Come that on. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a but yeah. Doing the podcast was a lot of fun, and that was the thing was. But it just made sense at the time when we got the call from Daniel. And again, we talked about this on the other show, but you have a life-changing thing coming up. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Like, yeah. like I'm all over the place. I'll just take the audience through where I was just telling yeah, you. Absolutely. Like, the, uh, Let's this, talk about the holiday season first, baby. This, first of all, since it's the holiday season, I'll say this is like Charles Dickens' best of times, worst of times. <laughs> like, yeah. I've had the best year and the worst year. Yeah. Like, I haven't, I haven't worked enough this year, but the work I've done – has been unbelievable. Even the gigs I won't even, uh, like, you know, dear diary about. Yeah. Like, I rolled into the year getting out of the Brigada in Atlantic City, like, New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, I oh, was even God. sober for a month. Yeah. I'm not sober, but I didn't drink. Yeah. And uh, did a lot of coke, did a lot of fentanyl. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I smoked some marijuana, whatever. Uh, God, that was a year ago That now. was a year ago. Since we started taping. Yeah, because we started we taping here. Power yeah. of How in like uh, right. November, September, yeah. like October, November. Yeah. I also went to um, – like I went a lot of places and I worked yeah. in the UK. I worked in Iceland. I worked in Ireland. You're not allowed to call Dublin, Ireland part of the UK. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. And I even knew that at customs. That's Northern so like, Ireland, man. I'm like, yeah, I got a big tour. I'm in, I'm in Dublin and – I said and. I go, and yeah. like a ton of places in the UK. And she was just like, Ireland's not the UK. And I'm like, yeah, I know, I That's know. That's why I, know. I said Dublin and. And, I, and she set me up to big time too. She's like, what venue are you playing? And I was like, oh, it's the – Have you heard? And I looked at Tom Segura's website and for some reason – like, or the, the tour schedule. For some reason it wasn't on there. I was ready to like, like fucking humble brag. Oh, you know? yeah. And it just wasn't there. And I was like, fuck. So she thinks <laughs> I'm playing some bar or some McDonald's or something. <laughs> So I didn't even get my big like moment. Yeah. That's just so fun because like you don't want to like – you don't want to like when something cool is happening, you don't want to brag too much about it. But when yeah. somebody asks you, you get to just you have fucking to, yeah. vomit it out. That was my favorite thing when I t was talking about the power of how and people mm -hmm. would be like, oh, you're doing another podcast? I go, well, it's me and two other comics. Yeah. And then they'd be like, who? And then especially if they're my comedian friends, yeah. I'd drop it. Like I told you this happened with my cousin. Shout out to my cousin Tom. But what up, Tom? He was like – I when I told him, he was like, dude. <laughs> He's like, I have a signed set list from Matt right. when he did a show in Oklahoma City. Right, right, right. And I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, he's, he's you know, yeah, no, he's friend, my podcast friend. Yeah, 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 you know, right. whatever. Uh -huh. And he was just like, because whenever I'd bitch to him about like, God, man, this is tough. He goes, you host a podcast <laughs> with someone. I went to their show and got the – he's like, shut the fuck up. But it's yeah. like – Well, that's how you have to look at it. <laughs> yeah. And that's very power of how. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You have to sit down with your notebook and be like, Gratitude oh, list. actually yeah. shouldn't be bummed as shit. You should be really happy. Yeah. Because this, you'll be like, there's tons of stuff in your life you'll be happy when you look back on it in five years and yeah. be like, I did that. Ten years. Yeah, um, yeah. 
But yeah, so you did. What, where did you end up playing in Dublin? Do you remember the name of the place? Yeah, I don't know, but it's like Some it's arena? on the internet yeah. somewhere. It was fucking huge, yeah. wherever it was. <laughs> it would have been better if it happened in England because then you guys do the O2. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they they have such weird names. Wembley for Stadium. Have you heard of it? They have uh, they do, do a lot of soccer over there, and that's where they play. Yeah, um, God, and, doing and, soccer stadiums. You know, man. went to Iceland, went to Austin, L.A., and then like and just even had some good work too. Yeah, and then did crazy shit. With you and Daniel, yeah. like the Philly gig, which is covered on the Power Out, the old folks home gig, which is covered on the Power Out. Those are fucking rock bottom shows. Yep. You know? And, but I, I also did Las Vegas opening for Daniel Tosh. Like that's like a crazy experience. Yeah. And, um, and then I got the call that I'm going to, to Asia. So this is like the next two months, actually the next month and a half. Yeah, it's it's quick. In a week, I go to New Orleans for the for uh, for Christmas and everything with your wife and her family. Mm-hmm. Then I go straight. Oh, excuse me, I go straight there to. Uh, <laughs> you are literally going. You're not like a lot of people when they're like, oh yeah, and then I've got like this right after. They mean like they have like a week or two break. You're literally flying out of New Orleans, right, or uh, Louisiana, yeah, to go to Asia, right, to to go to Tokyo. Hong Kong and Singapore. God. Then I'm flying back to New York, which is an 18-hour flight, and I'm I'm moving. Yeah, that's to Los thing. Angeles. Yeah, and the thing. whole time I'm writing a TV show, um, like officially at this point. Yeah. So it's like there's a real responsibility there. Yeah, it's not. It's not. not that, a it's, TV, not it's not a. Oh, I'm writing, I'm writing a, a TV script show. It's at like Starbucks. it's like it's you have. The, yeah. We're ramping up. Yeah. Um. I don't even want to give out any details, but no, they're yeah, good details. Yeah. And so – And some of the people – and again, we won't mention who, but some of the people you're doing it with, like like you said, it's not like, a, oh, I want to write this with my butt. Like they are professional, like they, award-winning, I'm, like we're going. Emmy award yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you have to be like on, on your shit. Yeah, exactly. While you're on an 18-hour flight coming back. Yeah, like having a meeting at like 3 a.m. or something. <laughs> yeah. Zoom in on the plane. Right, right, right. So And then the big move back to LA going. Yeah. Going back, and this back all the like crazy stress and and then also like uh leaving New York yeah. is the bitter part. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I did a show at Gotham on Saturday night and I was just walking around afterwards. I'm like, this is the life, man. Yeah. This is it. You want to talk about Seinfeld? That's the Seinfeld life. Yeah. That's like doing that's what a he show, does, yeah. you're living in New York. That's it's fucking awesome. So um, obviously, we don't have to get into too many details if you don't want to. But with the move to LA, that was kind of something that has been culminating for a little while, yeah. for at least a year or so. Because I remember we talked about it. And I, in the back of my, because you're, like I said, for the audience, Matt has been on the show four or five times. You did the first bonus for video. You're one of my closest friends in the city. When you originally brought it up, it was one of those things where I was like, well, you know, you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I was like, he's not going to leave me. Like, sure. he's not going to leave. Right. Um, and then you guys went, to, you went to Austin and then you went back to LA and then, you know, fast forward to like a couple months ago, you were like, yeah, yeah actually, yeah, we're, we're Well, leaving. I mean, it's a funny thing because my wife was like, I want to do it. Yeah. You know, like a year ago or 11 months ago. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like just knowing that moving is, is a bitch. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right. And then, you know, over the course of the year, I really just set it up so that it could happen. Yeah. And now we're doing it. Yeah. Now and it feels happening. like all of a sudden because when you actually make the decision – to me, it's like, well, then it's time to do it. Yeah. Because yeah, I want to do it in six way, yeah. months. Like, what do you mean six months? Let's just like, do it now. We yeah. got the apartment. We got – I got a job out there. Like, 
This yeah. is it. Like I got to go out there anyway. Uh, and she's always wanted to do it, but then, but then, like, it's it's so hard to move. Like you don't. It's so. You, if you've ever done it before, you know what it means. Yeah. Like if you if you've never done it before, it's just like all like fucking gravy. You're like we're gonna get out there. My life's gonna change. Well, it's not Everything's moving gonna apartments. It's moving across the country. Yeah. No. Which I've talked about on this show, and I know I've talked about it on the Power of How. Like when Savannah and I first, when we decided that we were gonna move to New York, obviously the pandemic happened and we had to wait. Yeah. But then when all the wheels got back in motion. You're like, same thing. You're like, oh, heck yeah, boy. Oh, boy. We're going to the big city. And then you have to rent the U-Haul. And then you have to like sell your cars and cancel your insurance. And there's all these little things where the timing is super specific. Yeah. Like I can't cancel my insurance before I get the U-Haul. Yeah. But I need to sell my car before I get the U-Haul. But then I don't have a vehicle. And it's like, how are you going to get back home? And it's like all these little things where you're like, oh, shit. Every time my wife says, I'm going to miss my job, I'm like, do you want to stay? Because I will fucking stay. (laughs) Because I will. I really will. This is actually like a great opportunity, a great time, especially we found a very affordable apartment. Yeah. Because I'm running from my old landlord. And the friends. Who the- I never, I yeah. never like, I never screwed over. Like I always paid my rent on time. And I was always a gamble with him. Yeah. He'd always like look at my credit and look at my savings and be like, I, I don't know if we can do this. And I'm like, well, I've never, I've never, I've never been, been evicted, evicted and yeah. I've never, um, Miss rent. Yeah. And I've got all these because because my friend also rented from the same landlord. And I'm like, I've got these references. Yeah. I'm like, same as the move. I'm like, if you don't want to rent to me, you know, don't. But you don't I'm telling to, you right yeah. now, you're going to get paid on the first of every month. That's the That's crazy. why I don't have any savings. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I pay my bills. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Every month I'm like, man, I'm out in front of my bills. I'm good. Right. I could maybe put a little bit away. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, no, I have rent due in like mm-hmm. three days. That's the other big thing too is I've noticed – just even in moving in Florida, like, because I would, like, every time a lease was up, I never renewed a lease until I was in my 30s um, or late 20s. But that was the weird thing was I my credit, obviously, and my addiction and everything, my credit was garbage. Right, right, right. I didn't have any money to my name, but I would do the same thing. I was like, I, I don't know if this is a real thing, but I used to think there's this thing called renter's credit. Which is like a separate credit score where they can go in and see if you ever missed a payment of rent or if you've ever been oh, evicted. Oh, cool. I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Oh, well, it should be. Someone told me that like in college. <laughs> Somebody with I, bad credit told you that. I think so yeah. and I just believed it. Yeah. And I remember I went to go get an apartment and I was like, yeah, but I've never – same thing. But I was like, I've never missed rent. Yeah. And a lot of times – you forget it's not like a computer's like it's a person across from you in the leasing office who's just like yeah okay we'll take a shot on it right 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 totally and yeah so it's it's it, but it is crazy this whole idea of because anybody who's listening to this right now and who listened to the full charge power hour you've it's the same landlord because when you told me you're like yeah. my old land, I was like yeah. oh my god I've heard stories yeah, about no, like he, when you lived like with this guy yeah 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 so then you got the place and then and I do want to say I have good credit now I want yeah, the audience yeah, to know yeah, there's yeah, a happy absolutely. ending you know like I had really good credit when we first moved to New York right. <laughs> it was well, it's, yeah it's tough it's coming back up it good yeah good. glad but, to hear isn't it amazing how how I don't want to say easy but how Doable it is to yeah. get your credit good again. Yeah, because when you're when you're under, it feels like there's nothing. This I can is a do. permanent scar. Yep. I'll be screwed forever. Yeah, you're not. Well, that was the weird thing with mine was a lot of it was so I worked a financial job for like a couple of months, and it's a long story. But in that time, the guy that I worked for while I was doing life insurance and stuff, he also did credit repair. So I'd always just be like, how do you, how does that even work? Yeah. Like, how do you do that? And he goes, oh, all you have to do is just dispute things. He uh-huh. goes, especially if they're like more than a few years old. <clears throat> Cause what happens is 
If you, if I owe you money, but you're like, Brennan's never going to pay me. So then you sell my debt to somebody else for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Then they sell it for pennies on the dollar. Then they sell yeah. it for pennies. So he's like, no one has the original like terms and agreement that you signed originally. Right. No one still has that. Yeah. So if you go, this charge isn't mine and it's like six companies down the road, there's no way they can prove it. So they just have to take it off. Yeah, yeah. So and Credit Karma was a thing back then. Uh-huh. And I mean, it still is, but right. you could just dispute things right from Credit Karma. Wow. So there wasn't – back in the day, there was paperwork and you had to call people and there's this whole thing. But then you just hit a button on your phone. Yeah. So I disputed everything. Yeah. And almost all of it just vanished. Yeah. And I was cool. like, I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. They're going to start sending me new credit cards. And that's what they did. And then I racked those up and I was like, damn it. They got me. I was hitting my limits for years. Yeah. That's... And just refused to get another credit card because I knew it was just going to like – I'd ultimately end up in a worse place in six that's months. What ha- yeah, that, so that's what I did was I was hitting my limits, but I was like, these cards are so small. Like, give me a real card. Right. And I'll never hit my limit on that. Yeah. And then they gave me a real card. And then yeah. I was like, yeah, I get groceries. I'll do this. And then later on, it became like, I'll throw one month of rent on there just because. It'll be fine. It'll be, yeah, fine. It'll be, it'll be fine. fine. And then it was. <laughs> it just adds up. But. We're in that time of year now. With it being Christmas today, we're in that time of year where it's like it doesn't even matter. We make so much money at work. Like for this one month, yeah. it's like, oh, I'll just get out in front of everything. Yeah. It's literally my Christmas present, as shitty as it sounds, is working as much as I do. Yeah. Because then when I get those checks, I'm like, all right, pay, pay, pay. Like I'm yeah, good. good. Yeah, good. You know, you got to do what you got to do, unfortunately. Yeah. But I got to I'm get not back. advising anyone to spend money on anything <laughs> at all. I got to get back to your credit level, man. I got to get back to where I can just Everyone throw a card down and be like, what's up, level. man? Yeah. Actually, no one should be in my credit level. <laughs> Because then they just give you shit. I know, right? <laughs> but you still have to pay for it, though. That's the crazy thing is that yeah. the interest and stuff. So the the whole move is actually in motion now. That's what kind of what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we've got the apartment. Yeah. So that's a big deal. It's a huge and, deal. And uh, we've got, uh, you know, I, I have scheduled writing. Yeah. And you're actually getting movers because we talked about this. You're getting movers I the whole deal. You're going to do it big boy style. My back went out a year ago and I'm not messing with my back Yeah, and my fourth story apartment. I'm not fucking with it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just going to get the movers, going to get them to drive it out. God, that's so and smart. And going to sell the car. Car's got too many miles on it. Oh, Yeah. I mean, it's a great car. Anybody that wants is in the market for a Volvo. Damn that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, actually, yeah, I don't even think I'm selling it to anybody because I went through this thing where I sold my car to somebody yeah. like 20 years ago and the person I sold it to never would never like get it switched over at the DMV. Oh, we no. just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Just would not do it. And, and I'm that's sure a it's big easy. deal because if sure, they run lights and stuff, that's, that's all on you. It's my problem. Yeah. So like all these tickets and stuff would get sent to my address. And I would call her and be like, you got to register your car. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. And I'm sure the 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 DMV has improved because it used to be just mailing shit in yeah. like, and trying to get on the phone with people. And, and it was a nightmare. And it even got to the point where it blew up in my face like 15 years later because this dude, a friend of mine from college – was dating her, but oh, wow. didn't tell me he was dating her. The reason I sold her the car is because she was friends with this guy I knew yeah. and this other guy I knew. And I'm like, well, I got to sell it to her. She's a friend of a friend. And then he's like, hey, uh, he just brought her up for some reason. I'm like, oh, dude, she made my life miserable, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, you know, kind of trashing her. Not, <laughs> not across the board, just for this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And he didn't say anything. And then I get this Facebook message from her like, how fucking dare you? Like, blah, 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 blah. He told on me. Wow. He told on me. And it turns out they were going out together. They were like engaged to be married. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought he was going to say. It's like, we're getting married. just treasure. And at that point, I feel like he should have been – because I don't think it's that bad of a diss. Yeah. I just think like she did me wrong. Yeah. That's Um, not – At that point, I feel like he should have told me. Yeah. He should have been like, oh, yeah. we're dating. Because then I'd have like, an, hey, could you go get the car registered? Right. And then I'd have an opportunity. Yeah, be upside for him, like yeah. the heads up for him. And then I'd have the opportunity to apologize. <laughs> but And then that guy died. So like he just went to the grave <laughs> thinking I was an asshole. You know what I mean? I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing this time with the car? Are you just going to do like I'm a scrapyard sell- or something? I want to sell it to um, the dealership because yeah. you're not going to get that much money for it, but – You're done. And they know how much work I've gotten done on it and yeah. I can be like – I mean, and, and others too, like, well, you sold it to me that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit. Yeah. That's what I ended up having to do. So I – when I sold my original – so – Got sober and then I got a, a Nissan Maxima. It was a family friend who sold it to me and it was like 10 years old, 120,000 miles. But Nissans are like – they're very good engines. So I bought it from a friend of my dad's. He was selling it and he sold it to me cheap even though it was still pretty expensive. Right. And I drove that car for like two or – like three or four years I guess, maybe even longer than that. But I remember uh, when the radiator cracked – and like it had no other problems really on paper except the radiator cracked, but I just could not afford to get it fixed because it was like two thousand dollars. Yeah. And so I went on Carvana, and even with my credit at the time, because I had just gotten sober again and like just started building it back up. <laughs> but even Carvana, they're like, it's like Car. I love it because it is like the sleaziest of sleazy salesmen, but yeah. in an app. Right. I was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. What's I know credit? a guy. Don't even, yeah. I know another rap. I know a guy who will finance the whole thing. The whole kit and caboodle. It's going to be a little high. It's going to be a little high. But don't worry. You get your credit right. We'll, we'll refinance. Yeah. Which is actually what I ended up doing. But I had to get rid of this Nissan. And it was so funny because I just junked it. I found one junkyard that would actually drive out with the tow truck to get it. Because I could no longer drive it. Yeah. Because the engine would overheat like almost yeah. instantaneously. Right. Um, so I just junked it. And the guy showed up, and it was a nice looking car. And I remember the guy showed up, and he's like, "You're junking this," and I was like, "Yeah, man, the radiator's cracked. Like, I can't even turn it on without yeah. the engine overheating. And then if the engine block cracks, it's worth nothing." Yeah, and I was only getting like three hundred and fifty bucks for sure. it, sure, because it was junked. It. I know the deal. Yeah, but he was like, he was like, "Yeah, but a radiator's like what, fifteen hundred bucks to get it completely installed?" And you're like, "Exactly." And I was like, "Yeah, and I don't have fifteen. He goes, "You don't have like a credit card you can put fifteen hundred dollars on." <laughs> He's like, you could if you get the radiator fixed, you could turn around and sell yeah, this for yeah, like five yeah, grand. Right. And I was like, dude, do yeah. you want me to not give you take yeah. the fucking car, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. Car guys are kind of tough yeah. because I remember even the first time I moved to New York, like 10, 10, 11, 12 years ago, uh, I was at the box store, like getting boxes. Yeah. And the guy's like just asking me about the move or whatever, which like I kind of personally think is crazy. Like if I work a store, I don't give a fuck about yeah, your move. I'm not. I don't. But anyway, some people want to talk. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I even sold my car. And he's like, how much do you sell that? He's like, that Honda? I go, yeah. Because he's like automatically he wants to buy it. Yeah, I guess. yeah. And he's now like, he's like, how much do you sell it for? I'm like, uh, 800. And he was just like, dude, I would have paid, paid 1600 for that. Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I just met you. <laughs> 
Like it's sold. It's fine. Yeah, and, it's... and that's what I did too. I called somebody. Yeah. That's what I did then. I, I, I'm scarred for life with this, with this the whole title transfer. Yeah. Well, also to a family member or a dealership or a junkyard. That's yeah, it. That's, yeah. And that's, and it's funny because when the guy was talking to me, I was like, are you trying to like talk me out of this sale? Yeah. But at the time I had just gotten like back on track with stuff. So I was like, I don't have a card. My biggest credit card is like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. So I was like, I don't have a card to put fifteen hundred dollars on. It's just another case of somebody bringing their perspective yeah. to your situation. It's like I don't. It's like, how about this? How about you just take it out of here and give me my three hundred dollars yeah, or three hundred right. fifty bucks? Yeah. It's weird. People do that at work. I'm very good at my job, but mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, not comedy, but like the serving. But I have people I work with. Well, they'll do. So, where are you guys? Are you guys from here? Or are you visiting? And like they'll be like, oh, we're visiting from so and so. Oh my god, I got a cousin out there. That's cr- small world. I, I'm a personable guy, yeah. but I never do. Like I'm always right. like, I don't. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I think it comes down to preference. I think like you might not like that question. Yeah, when you're visiting. Oh, somewhere. I hate it. Like so, I'm, there you go. And yeah. I'm the same way. And people think I'm like. <laughs> Can be like kind of like standoffish or whatever, but like I'm just doing you the courtesy and not bullshitting. I don't want to, yeah. Right now, if someone mentioned something, like we have a lot of, we have a, a group that comes in like twice a year, and they're big football guys. Like literally, like some of them work for the NFL Network. Yeah. So when they come in, I will. I when they first started coming in, I would drop subtle hints that I played college football. Hoping that someone would be like, oh, okay. Cause that's something fun to talk about. Yeah. But like, we've talked about this before, especially on Power of How, but like this small talk, like, oh, yeah, how's the weather? Where are you from? Yeah, that's uh-huh. nice. Like, I hate that. Like, no. let's talk about something interesting. Yeah. If we're going to talk. Uh huh. But that's the other problem, too, that we run into, especially telling people we do comedy. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I've got the friend that's so, I literally am training a person, new person at work, and I mentioned that I do comedy. The first thing they said to me after I mentioned I did comedy was, Oh my God, I have a great joke for you. <laughs> they didn't even hesitate. Did not they, even. They, they said to themselves, uh, like a couple of days ago, they were like, Oh man, I just wrote this good joke, but I have no way to get it out to the world. Meanwhile, no way to get out to the world. It's in your goddamn pocket. Yeah, right. That's all anybody does all day long is put jokes out. Well, and then she told me the joke, and I go, "That's a joke book joke." It was like one of those, like, "What do you call a?" And I was like, "So she didn't even write it." No, I was like, "The fuck is this?" That's not for me. <laughs> As Jerry would say, I prefer to use my own material. We just got to that episode. And I was like, that's the answer. For those that don't know, Brennan is watching Seinfeld from the start. From the start all over again. Which is a fun watch because it starts slow. Yeah. But it, 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 it gets like the, 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 episode, the seasons are almost like gears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Second yeah, yeah. gear is a little slow. Third's picking up. Fourth is fucking, you're Fourth almost eight, there. Like, and then fifth is just like crushing it's, it's nine, for right? a while. Nine seasons? It's nine seasons, but once so you, five to nine once you get to four, you're cooking. Yeah. And you're switching right into fifth pretty quick. Yeah. And fifth is just like fifth, sixth, and seventh are just like fucking I'm excited 360 to get dunks all day long. And that's 75 episodes. That ain't no 30 episodes. Yeah. This is not yeah. yeah the age of 10 episode uh-huh. seasons. This is 18 episodes. I uh, 75. Let's call it 100 with yeah. the fourth season. 100 seasons. And then you don't even realize how good season 2 and 3 are. You well, go, oh, I thought this was a fifth season. I'm watching that now and then I'll make references to it mm-hmm. and then people are like like you and I because you love Seinfeld too. People will be like, oh, I love that episode. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that was season 2 like episode 4, man. Yeah. Like that's early. Especially the way you get to watch it now which just is just, just like bang, a quick bang, bang. 22 yeah. minutes well I like i used to watch them like once a the week. best you could do is syndication yeah 
I used to watch them prime time. Uh, and yeah. that was just like kind of exciting because yeah. like people will be talking about it. Well, and that's the thing too is they did a really cool thing. And you and I have talked about this, I think, off mic, but where there's like two or three things happening per episode. So you'll be like, oh, it's this episode. And then someone else will be like, oh, I know it is that episode. Like some, like it's four classic episodes all at once. Yeah. And you, in your mind, those are four different episodes. Yeah, exactly. But you're like, it's this too. It's, it's like, that, yeah. It's like three levels of icing on this cake. Yeah. So there's like the germaphobe episode, but that's the same episode where, uh, Kramer starts get gets a garbage disposal in a shower, and that's the same episode where something happens with Putty, and you're like, "Oh, this is all happening in the same episode." Yeah, that was the the breakup one. The stock thing was the same one as the breakup one. Was the same one as the the um uh the Kramer being yeah. like m- happy that Jerry was miserable. Yeah, like that all happened in the same it's one. Gorgeous. I love that show, but I got I forgot what we we're talking about. Uh, well, I wanted to say this for a second. It's amazing that you have. 30 years of Larry David. Yeah. Just, just like crushing it. 35. He's almost. God, I heard a story. Maybe you told me the story about him. He went up, and this was recently, within the last like five or six years. He was at like the improv or uh-huh. the comedy store. Right. And they asked him if he wanted to go up, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like got up and was like, eh, never mind, and just walked yeah, off stage. That's his move. That's his yeah. old material. But that's like, you're. <laughs> He's not like one of the biggest people in comedy. But he doesn't want to fucking like, do ah, it. It shows you how, how awful it is when you get up there. Not the experience in general, but the sight yeah. of the audience is Just like, oh, out. God. For They're all like yeah. eating and talking yeah. and not like looking at you or looking at you with like hatred. I had, and it's just like, fuck this. Yeah. He just ah, – never mind. Yeah. I had a comic the other day. I was at a mic. Well, I guess this was a couple of weeks ago now. But I was at a mic. And it was one of those days where I was going from work and I got off a little early. So I was like, okay, I'll do the three, the four, the 4.30 and the five o'clock mic. Like I'll just knock out all my mics for the week in one day. Um, and I remember in between uh, two of the mics, I went and got food. And then I walked into the mic and I like opened up my food and the, the this comic goes up and he goes, are you eating right now? <laughs> and I wanted to be like. You obviously don't perform at a lot of clubs. Everybody's fucking eating. Have I got bad news for you? You know these clubs you're trying to get into? They all serve food. And there's going to be waiters too. Do I have bad news for you, buddy? You are fucked, my man. Yeah, are you eating? And I was like, yeah, man. When you go through the – when you get to the theater portion of your fucking career, you'll be okay. But in the meantime, you've got a good (laughs) 10 years of watching people eat. And this is a very optimistic warning, by the way. God, yeah, it was so. I literally, I because I dropped my foot and I wanted to look up and be like, "Have you ever performed in a club? People not, eat." Not only that, like my, I cut my teeth on on coffee shops, oh, yeah. and bars. Bars was. What do you think was yeah. going on at these places? God, I'll tell bars you what, was the, worst. the fucking blender and the goddamn espresso steamer. There's uh, there's a club now. It's in New York. You and I have both performed there. I won't say the name, but it's an actual club. I get to say the name. I'm leaving. And uh, <laughs> but they have a blunt, like so they have a room upstairs. It's a red room. Yeah. And they have like a little makeshift bar, like in like a little alcove. So yeah. there's like a door, then an alcove, then the door into the showroom. And the blender's like right next to the door. Uh, so even with that room filled with maybe 75, 80 people, yeah. all the way towards the front at the stage, you can still hear. Vroom. Yeah. I don't know why they put that shit on the menu. I don't. People ask for that at my restaurant. I go look around. Yeah, there's yeah. red leather on the seats. You're in a state like. Oh, no. so you don't serve anything no, with a blender? We don't, we don't own a blender. That's awesome. The restaurant does not own a blender. That's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm just like, no, sorry. Uh huh. Like, you have that weird, like, judgmental, like, 
We no. don't have blender drinks. No. For, for, perhaps you'd be more comfortable at a McDonald's or Burger King. <laughs> Maybe there is a new Margaritaville that just opened up in Times Square. <laughs> they have lots of blenders. Uh, so, yeah, L.A., I wanted to uh, talk <laughs> just to you. Just start drawing a map. <laughs> I You're going to be so fucking that. happy right here. I have people who do that. They go, There's how do I get there? There's a joint every salt shaker. What? <laughs> they go, how do I get there? Uh, go, fucking Google it, man. I don't know. It'd be one thing if I was a local. Right. Like if I was in Daytona and someone's like, hey, what's fun to do? And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, there's this cool bar. Go up here. Make a right. Sure. But like I – like people will be like, hey, is there something fun to do right? I, go, oh, I don't know. I just moved to New York. There is a bar that a lot of us go – like yeah. a lot of other people go to. It's like around the corner and they go, oh, what's it called? And I go, oh, the reservoir. And they go, how do I get there? And I'm like <laughs> – How'd you get here, motherfucker? Yeah, I don't uh, around the corner. I don't know. Keep yeah. taking corners till you find it. I yeah. don't know. I just I was just watching The Hangover last night, and they go <laughs> they go to the doctor first. Yeah, and they're asking him all these questions, and they go, "Oh, where is that?" And he's like, "It's on the corner of uh, something," and go fuck yourself yeah. or something like that. Not my job, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, and fuck off. And it's like, dude, of course. Yeah, why like, would of you? Of course, he's a doctor. <laughs> you guys are harassing him. I love that movie. It's the original so good. Yeah. I wanted to ask um, – because this is the Christmas episode. Yeah. And did you guys growing up have any – like we'll take a hard pivot. Did you guys have any like crazy traditions or fun things that you do every single year? No. My um, my family is so tame. You're low-key. Yeah. And so quiet. It was go to church, maybe even midnight mass the night before. Yeah. Open presents and have dinner. Then – the next day after Christmas, we'd head up to New Jersey, okay. like 15 miles from here. Yeah. But I had no idea really I was 15 miles from here. My dad would point out the skyline every once in a while. Like, oh, Those really? are the Twin Towers yeah, right there, you know? Yeah, that's New York City, yeah. But, I, but it looked like really far away and it, it, it didn't seem to be part of what – Yeah. Well, I mean, shit, when What's you land in JFK, on? you're like, that's so far away. Yeah. But but meanwhile, like my grand, both my grandfathers worked in New York City. My mom worked in New York City. And it was just like we just weren't going to New York City. Yeah. And I get that. Like I don't know what I would want to do there when I here when so I was. So you 10. drive up from Maryland. We drive up from Maryland twice a year. Okay. And in the summertime, then we go vacation in the Adirondacks. We had a hookup. Oh, okay. Uh, like somebody my dad grew up with. Yeah. Owned a place, and we could just rent it to him. Rent oh, that's it awesome. from them, like with cheap. Yeah. But my Christmas was crazy uh, tame. Shouldn't use the word crazy, but it was tame. Yeah. The only. The only conflict i remember on christmas two two one was kind of minor but just devastating the day of like i got this nash skateboard which is a really cheap skateboard yeah and i brought it over it was like 25 degrees out and me and my friend both got our new skateboards and we brought them to like one of the good skateboarders in the neighborhood yeah and he skated them i was 10 or 11 okay and just psyched like finally got the goddamn skateboard yeah yeah because you got you're into skating but but skateboards you can get at department stores or yeah or like kmart or whatever are shitty skateboards and that's what i got yeah and this guy he skates (laughs) both as someone who used to inline skate i know that people are like oh i'll get you rollerblades and we're at walmart we'll grab roller i'm like it's not the kind kind man you're just gonna like you're gonna not gonna go fast enough or whatever he broke both our skateboards what but not really like now that i know what i'm doing tool wise with this yeah. all he did was bring a kingpin out of a truck a part of the truck which is holds the wheels to the board yeah and it's just this one screw it's like 50 cents to but i'm glad he broke it because then i got a real skateboard oh shit like yeah. but it was a couple of weeks later yeah. you know what i mean like, ah! you don't just get a new skateboard there's no amazon yeah in 1985 no... you got to go to the skate shop <laughs> right 
Which is really just like a bike store run by a hippie. That's exactly like yeah. skateboards were his side business. Like I think he sold coke to the college kids. And <laughs> uh, that had to changed because I remember growing up. Because you're a little older than me, and I remember growing up and like skate shops were a thing. Yeah, and there was always the conflict between inline aggressive inline skaters and then right. skateboarders. So in my day, it was BMX for a skateboard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a big deal. Like. They would call us fruit booters, which yeah. is totally homophobic. But they're <laughs> narrow-minded people, skateboarders. And then we would call skateboarders wood pushers. Right. And it was like this constant yeah. tension. And it's funny now because I grew up around people who inlined. Yeah. So when people are like – like now that I moved to New York and people were talking about like, oh, yeah, I used to skate and stuff. I automatically am like, oh, yeah, cool. So did I. Right. Like, oh, what kind of board did you have? And right. I was like, uh, never mind. This is something the aliens will never understand. We're mortal enemies. Right. It's like, well, these two groups hate each other because this group has wheels on their shoe. But this group – has a board with the wheels on. My argument was so naturally they hate each other. My argument was always when you're a skateboarder, the board is doing the trick. Uh-huh. When you're a skater, you're doing the trick. Okay. That was always my thing. Uh-huh. But I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense as a skateboarder. No, like tracks. no, I'm actually like I thought we could breeze through this without any conflict. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually don't like what you're saying. Right now. <laughs> We're actually gonna have a little bit of a problem if you, if you say that again. The the one one Christmas I had that was like. You ever do something shitty as a kid? I'm going to tell you what I did, But you don't yeah. realize you're being shitty yep. because you don't know. And it's, this wasn't my fault. But like one Christmas around that time, like maybe 11, 12 years old, I said to my mom, I go uh, – or maybe I was younger. I must have been younger, like maybe eight or nine. I'm like, yeah, I didn't really get that much stuff this year. <laughs> and I could tell I pissed my mom off. <laughs> oh, what's the problem? Like, I'm talking about Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus fucked up, not you. <laughs> My mom fucking lost it. <laughs> but they're the hey, ones. I'm gonna tell Santa. But they fucking lied to me with the Santa, and I don't get. A, I don't get the hell. That's a fun lie. I don't get. I don't get the whole Santa Claus thing. I don't either. I mean, you're already getting these presents. Like as a kid, you honestly don't care where they come from. Well, do you think it's? I think it's a manipulation thing to keep kids on better behavior. Uh, Naughty, nice. Well, the they're also list. teaching you religion simultaneously, so you're like believing all this stuff. Yeah, that's and then a, like one thing just completely out of folds. Well, and they actually, when my dad told me, I, I thought I was gonna that I didn't even still like figure it out at that point. Yeah, my I so much trusted authority, and I think that's why I have problems with authority now. That like my when my dad told me, he almost like it was a double whammy. He was like, "You don't believe in Santa Claus, do you?" And I'm like, "No." There's <laughs> a guy flying around in one minute. Like around the whole world, that's nonsense. And it's like that's your nonsense. <laughs> you like it was a double whammy. It's like you're the one that told me, man. You like what the me? fuck? Yeah, I, I can't believe you believe that lie I told you. You dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't I? That, yeah, why, why wouldn't I? Have? I believe everything you tell me. You're the one that told me how to tie my shoes, yeah. how to put on my pants, told me how to ride a bike. Yeah, what the fuck? It was interesting because uh, the uh, it was the uh, first day of Hanukkah last week, and Tracy and I were together. Because uh, we hang out on Thursdays. So we FaceTime with our family and we're talking about uh, – we were celebrating Hanukkah and we're lighting the candles and all this stuff. And then we happened to get a Christmas tree that same day. And she was super excited because she's never had someone that she's dated that like I'm into – like I'm into it. Okay. So she was excited because she's like, we'll get a tree and we'll do presents. And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, we're doing it. Right. Um, And it was so interesting just being – so you take yourself out of the Christian – Christianity aspect of it. And she was like showing her family the tree. And she's like, isn't that so cool? Like we have a Christmas tree. 
And her dad was like making jokes because they're Jewish. Sure, He's making yeah. jokes about uh, Christianity. And I was yeah. like, well, actually, the tree is from a pagan holiday to celebrate uh, the harvest. It actually has nothing to do with Christianity. Yeah. And the presents and Santa actually has nothing to do with Christianity. And then the more I was talking about it, I was like, wait, Christmas has nothing to do with Christianity. <laughs> sure. no. No, they slapped Jesus on a, a pagan holiday. Yeah, who was like, wait Ta-da. a second. And I never, in the 35 years I've been alive, I knew all those things separately, but never put them together until I was, because when you're explaining it to someone who's never celebrated Christmas, it's yeah. like you're talking to a, like a like an alien. like right. You know what I mean? In the sense that it's like, okay, I have to explain this from the bottom up. And sure. obviously they're intelligent and they understand. They, they know a, th- a but, thing or two. but, but Yeah, but, but I was is, explaining it. This like, is like creeping up on their family now. Yeah. So now it's a different conversation. Yeah, and so for me, it's like, oh, I've been doing this forever, but like they obviously know people who celebrate Christmas, but they never celebrated themselves. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll explain it to yeah. you. But then the more I explained it, I was like, oh yeah, they don't have anything to do with mm-hmm. each other at all. Right. Well, no, they, you know, they throw in if you if you if you like Christian, they throw in the uh, the manger. Yeah. Deal. Yeah, yeah, the manger and everything. But uh, and why were they traveling? Why were they traveling? They were traveling to see Jesus. Why was Jesus traveling? Oh, because uh, was Mary... Was it because the, the king put a hit on him? I, I actually don't know that part. I remember she went to the inn and they didn't have a room, which is why he was born in the manger. I do remember that. It's Christmas, lady. We got no rooms. Yeah. It was actually July, but no one ever wants to it's talk a, about that. It was in the spring. <laughs> yeah, no. Jesus don't don't get spring. me started. No, you have a lot of history. I'm going this. deep into the Jesus zone. <laughs> I wanted to bring up, because you did ask about the, the being a kid story. I have one more Christmas story. Okay. Before. I, I, okay. Do yours first. Then. I just want to say like, and you were brought up Los Angeles. My first like two months in LA in 97. Yeah. I'm working at this indie movie theater and it I was just, uh, cinema sunset five. Sunset five. So I, I, I just got there in October. So yeah. I didn't fly back for Christmas. Um, and I'm working on Christmas day. It's when people theater. text me and they're always like, hey, are you coming home? I'm like, no. Right. Like, I work on Christmas. Yeah, I've worked no. on Christmas the last 10 years. Like, I'd what? rather no. visit on different days. Yeah. Um, We're going back in February. Yeah. So, but, but, so Jackie Brown came out that day. Okay. The Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. And who rolls up at like 1230 is Quentin Tarantino in his like tracksuit. Really? And he's just like, you know, he's got love for the video store clerks and the yeah. movie theater clerks. He was just like, what's up, everybody? And we're like, what's up, dude? Yeah, because And then I saw Jackie Brown that night. Did you? Yeah, like you opening like day. Christmas yeah, it was awesome. day, you get to hang out with Quentin Tarantino. Like I saw the midnight show. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's it's that was a place I I know the John Favreau story, which is one of my favorites. Yeah. At that but but that was a wasn't that the movie theater like it was like a cult theater, like it was a popular theater. It was one uh it happened to be there was several art movie theaters in yeah. Los Angeles, but this one happened to be like right on the edge of West Hollywood, right across from the Laugh Factory, which is actually why I started doing stand-up. Okay. Because I used to skate past the Laugh Factory on the way home all the time. I didn't really know about the comedy store, but it was, it's just half a mile down the other direction. And now your name's on the yeah, wall there. Yeah, there you go. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, that's going to be fun to go back to LA and just, we were talking about LA it before, but easy. you're like, yeah, I just make two phone calls and then it's like, LA's, all right, here we go. Yeah, it's so easy for me and 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 that's cool because I, I you know, I worked for it and yeah. I, I had the balls and I had the heart and the longevity to hang in there and like, it's just, it just works better for me there. Yeah. Um, but- Do you uh, guys- with you and because I know Kristen's family is really big into it. Do you guys at the apartment now? Do you guys like put up a tree or anything like that? We usually do. Yeah, because my wife is very much into yeah, Christmas. Yeah, but this year since well, we're moving with and the stuff, and stuff, yeah, 
We're just not bothering. And we're going to be – I'm going to be in New Orleans for 12 days. And then – My wife at least 14, probably longer. She loves it. Definitely longer. She loves it. Yeah. Absolutely. That that actually, I wanted to bring up that because you were talking about doing shitty things as a kid, and this kind of ties into the whole theme of the ex drinking buddy. I remember when I was like twelve or eleven or twelve, I was young, and I remember this is the one and one of the only times where we went to Ohio for Christmas because we never went. A lot of people came to Florida because yeah, of course, it's the winter. Yeah, and I remember we went to Ohio. And like we're seeing all this family and it was like a big deal. Like maybe it was Thanksgiving, but it was around the holidays. And I remember downstairs, we're in a basement, finished basement. Everyone's down there. Aunts, uncles, everybody, cousins, people I haven't seen in years and still haven't seen since. Yeah. And I remember someone raises a glass because for the listeners, they know this and I'm I'm sure you know this too, but I didn't drink until I was like a senior in high school Uh because I hated what drinking did to other people. Sure. Yeah. And so someone raised a glass and like, the, you know, we're all together. This never happens. A toast, a toast. I must have been 11 because my parents were still together because I remember the pictures. And someone's like, a toast. We're going to do a toast. And I remember out loud, like trying to make it look like it was under my breath, but making sure everyone heard me go, I don't want to toast you people. You're all alcoholics. <laughs> and my dad was so embarrassed. And I was yeah. right. I did a bit about this for a little while. Right. But I couldn't imagine being my dad where it's like, well, I can't hit him. Because right. then it looks like he's right. Like we're all yeah. crazy alcohol. Right. But then if I don't say anything. We're already in the basement. Yeah. Well, and then if I don't say anything, <laughs> yeah. people are going to think maybe I'm not saying anything because he's right. Sure. So it's like, how do you – and that was the yeah. whole premise of the bit. Yeah. but. But I remember doing that and then now looking back on it at 35 as a full-blown alcoholic that goes to meetings, I was like, you piece of shit. I don't know. I think you got to give yourself uh, – you got to give yourself a little credit on that. I mean I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, and like nobody was like (laughs) – I mean they're fucked anyways. You can't be like, no, I'm not an alcoholic because then you're an alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah, right? So I put them in – even as a child, I still had the the mental gymnastics to be like – Perfect singer. I think it's another case of what we were just talking about with Santa Claus because I went through a similar thing where like you're told and told and told and told not to drink. Yeah. And then you're expected to celebrate with the drink. Yeah. And it's and so what are you supposed to say? You know, nothing is yeah, what you're supposed I, to yeah, say. Yeah, I was glad. I, 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 my aunt, um, her mother, she's not, she's not blood related to me, but I was around her. Again, in Ohio, she was a smoker. Yeah. And I was brought on on all these non-smoking campaigns. So I'd be like, every time she's smoking, I'd be like, oh, put that cigarette out. <laughs> and I called her Dragon Lady because there, there was this campaign against don't be a dragon lady. Yeah. <laughs> and I called her Dragon Lady and even like in her birthday card, like I was a total <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah, I guess we've just been kind of – But it's not my fault. Like everyone was telling me don't not to be smoke. a smoker. Yeah. We had some weird and wild traditions and we had some cool ones. Like I remember – because again, in the last – God, over a decade now I guess, I haven't been home for Christmas because I always work on Christmas. But I remember before – and this is a weird thing to think about and I, you and I talked about this last time we hung out at the stand. But this whole idea of like we had all these set traditions. Like once my – we would always spend it together and then once my parents got divorced at 12, they told us on Christmas, which was bananas – but my brother wow. was about – it was like around that time my brother was about to leave for college and it was like one of the only times where we were all together. It so made sense. It makes in sense. In a shitty way. But it was like, whoa. Yeah, dude. But after that, we still had tradition. Like we would go to my dad's house on Christmas Eve night and we would watch Polar Express and then we would all open presents in the morning and then we would go to my mom's. And like we had all these set traditions. 
And it's funny. In the back of my head, I was always like, oh, well, eventually once X, Y, and Z happens, we'll get back to those traditions. Yeah. But now, like, my twin sister has her family, and they've started their own traditions. Yeah. My older sister has her family, and they do their own th- traditions. Right. So it's like, oh, that's never coming back. Well, I'm on a whole new tradition path. Yeah. Down in New Orleans. They do it. Yeah. Up. Okay. So – <laughs> there's christmas that's wall to wall yeah just doing stuff but there's all these parties like there's straight up parties with like 50 people at each party just, yeah holiday parties christmas parties and it's kind of all the same people at different locations like day to day <laughs> and it's wild and like somebody's dressing up like santa claus and the yeah. kids are sitting on their laps it's like so you don't even barely know it's Christmas at my parents' house. Yeah, that's like like my dad's still doing his daily chores. My mom's still doing her routine. My family's all about like routine, and routine wins. Yeah, yeah, you know, and hundred percent. That's and how routine I am. wins. And um, well, that was the thing with Tracy was she was like, Let, "Are we going to do?" Because she asked me, and <clears throat> Savannah and I. I was the one who always pushed the Christmas thing because she could take it or leave it. But I yeah. was the one who was like, I'm going to go out and buy a tree. I'm going to go out and buy a tree. I do think it's fun. Gonna, I yeah, do want to say that. Time. It is fun. Like like if it's – oh, I got to buy a tree. But when you get the tree, it's kind of fun. Yeah. And, like and when you're opening a doing, present yeah. and when you're eating a big meal and when yeah. you're eating Christmas So I cookies. would always do all that stuff. But then to your point about your routine, like when it came to Tracy, she because she's – Jewish, so she doesn't celebrate Christmas, and I was the one who always pushed it. But I was like, "This year it's weird. Like we've only been dating for a few months. Yeah, maybe we'll just put it on the back burner. Like if we're, you know, next year, obviously we're still going to be together. Let's do a big next year. I'll be living with you. It'll be way more convenient. I have yeah. to work. You're going home for Christmas, like for the for the time off. And I was like, let's not even worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Because I was so stuck in my, like, I, I've got stuff I got to do. Yeah. And she was like, oh, the fuck we are. Like, no, we're doing <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. And once she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, like, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, that's cool. But it's like, – It doesn't take much no. to, like, get you get you in the get, spirit. Yeah, just and then And then when Christmas Day actually comes and – do you work on Christmas Day? Yeah. Yeah. But not till two, so I'll we'll have a – But even at work, there's this idea of, like, you'll if somebody offers you, like, some junk food, you'll – You'll eat it without guilt. Oh yeah. Well, the cool or thing like is, the fa- and the family meal is family probably meal nice. is yeah. yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas Day, Chef goes all out. Like he does yeah. it big because he knows everyone. Yeah. You know the employees all want to be home with their families yeah. and they can't. So yeah. Chef always takes great care of us, and it's it's cool too because just that idea, like that spirit, like people are drinking and having a good time, and like they're not. It's very difficult. Because people see how busy we are. Yeah. And knock on wood, but it's very difficult for people to get like aggressively mad on Christmas. Oh, yeah. There's so much expectation and so much stress. Yeah. But like they don't get, they don't take it out on us because a lot of times they're like, oh, these people are working on Christmas. Right. That's cool. That's Yeah. And and people always tip like massive amounts. I've made more cash. This is like a Bill Burr thing where he's like, I only walk around with cash. And people are like, oh, really? He's like, I got to stop saying that. But like I've made more cash in the last like two weeks than I have in like the last four months. Yeah, that's months. awesome, dude. Just because people are like throwing money and stuff like that. And so it's, it's, it's a great time. And it's fun to be in the city to do it. I also got the chance, I think in 2020, yeah. to experience uh, the non-Christian or – it was actually a, a Jewish tradition I've always wanted to do. Oh, really? What was it? I just did nothing on Christmas and oh, ordered yeah. Chinese food. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. Tracy talks about and it And it was time. awesome. I thought it was a stereotypical thing, but Tracy's always like, no, that's we get Chinese every year on Christmas. Yeah, it's stereotypical. And it's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I and don't it's know. it's also awesome. I, yeah, it is stereotypical because I don't know any Jewish people that actually do it. But 
Oh, see, I, I do. I'm dating But one. so you do. Yeah. And so, but I always thought that was brilliant. And like the, the Chinese food especially. And it was like, uh, and, and on, um, what do you call it? A Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they have to go to the Chinese yeah, restaurant. Yeah, the like, restaurant with the duck. Yeah. It was also, I never realized, because when you're a kid, when I was a kid, I would get like gift cards and money and stuff like that for Christmas from like relatives. And I remember I was such a shit kid. I'd be like counting my money and I'd be like, who's taking me to the store to go spend this? Like, let's go. That was a spoiled, untitled piece of shit. Yeah. I was like, let's go, mom. Again, I'm going to take your side on this because you didn't get a present. You got money. Yeah. So, you got a gift card. But that was, and that, as Mitch Hedberg said, you took money that was good everywhere. <laughs> That's the whole joke. You don't even finish it. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I remember my mom used to always be like, Brennan, everything, and my stepmom and my dad, and they'd be like, everything's closed on Christmas. It's yeah, Christmas. Right, right, Nothing's right, open. Right. And I, when I worked for Outback Steakhouse, shout out to them, uh, I, uh, I worked there and we were closed two days, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Two days a year, we were closed completely. Okay. So I worked for that company for 10 years. So I just always assumed, why would my parents not tell me the truth? Like, obviously, everything's closed on Christmas. Right, right. And then I started working in, like, fine, like prime steakhouses oh, and yeah. stuff. And they're open 365. Of course And I was like, are. wait, what? Yeah, I know. I was like, who goes out to eat for holidays? Yeah. Oh, a lot of people, yeah. actually. So the Chinese thing always, the Chinese food thing always, like, got me because it was like, if I was now being older, it's like, oh, if I'm off on Christmas, I'm going to like get some like food. Yeah, yeah, some real food. Like, right? Yeah, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it was just the prophecy was fulfilled. Yeah, like I wanted to do that. So did you? And just I do did nothing. It. I did nothing. Yeah. I did nothing, dude. I did nothing. And it's a good thing. It's kind of very similar to like during the pandemic, where it's like the pandemic. You don't feel bad for doing nothing because nothing's. I, I you didn't can't. feel bad. The pandemic was so stressful for me. Yeah. Um. Just to have like a little. Oh yeah, that would have been like three months into it, four months into it. No, March, April, May, June, July. Oh, oh god. I guess yeah, I was way into, into it. it. Yeah. And um, my wife went back to New Orleans for Christmas, and I, you know, without saying too much, had a tough time being down there during yeah. the pandemic, and and I just there was just like, I'm just uh, gonna chill. Yeah, I want to say this with spot? all respect to my marriage. It was a chill, uh, yeah. Christmas where I just like it was a Christmas I always wanted to try. Yeah. And it was pretty great. Did you go to that Chinese spot that's right around from your house? Yeah, the Chinese musician. It's good. Yeah. It's a good it's a good spot. Yeah. Whenever I would come by and watch Penny, that was one of the spots that I'd go to. For sure, it's dude. It's so good. It's awesome. They got everything. Are you gonna I only get the same two things, but they got everything. <laughs> they do have everything. Yeah. Are you gonna miss Christmas in the City? Christmas is a city. There's nothing better than Christmas in the City. Yeah. With all the decorations and the weather. It's insane yeah. how many places go all out. Like places you wouldn't even think, like banks, like mm -hmm. have like 30 yeah. foot trees. And yeah. you're like, this is a fucking bank. Like, Christmas is Southern California though. Like if you've done it enough. I've never done it. It's just as nostalgic. Is it? Because it is cooler than yeah. normal. And it's warm. It's their version of winter, but it's still warm. Yeah. But like you still get the same holiday vibe after December 15th, December 20th. Okay. Even more so because show business shuts down like right about now. Okay. Right about we're taping this on. I hate to blow the. No, yeah, tell the, them we're taping this on the fourteenth. Yeah, like like at the end of this week, uh, Hollywood and show business. So is like tomorrow shut down. is like the last day you can get. So and even then, like it's yeah. already over. So I probably shouldn't send those emails out to the the agencies and stuff about. No, no, I'll wait till January. <laughs> yeah, you wait till January tenth. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, like the first Tuesday back. Because I was going to. No, no, the second Tuesday back. I'm releasing the one man show wide in January, and I was like, I got to send out emails and VBKs and VBKs and all that. Not not now. See, this is why fucking having you as a friend is one of the best Mm -hmm. things for my career. Yeah. And I heard the best day to email clubs for avails is on a Tuesday. Yeah. That's what I heard. Fucking got to keep that in mind. When I say that's what I heard, some C rated booker picked out (laughs) his entire email chain. I'm like, man, I better keep on good graces with this guy in case I ever want to do a fucking headline for $200 in Toledo. <laughs> better watch my mouth. I've almost bitched this guy out a couple of times. Oh, my but God. But then I'm like, what are you, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are, you're here. What are you doing? I mean, like either either send them to spam or, or yeah. just take it. Yeah, that is – I fucking hate this business sometimes. It's funny. I was talking to somebody – the same girl I was training who was like, oh, I have a joke for you. I was talking to her about it because she acts and uh, dances and yeah. does all this stuff. And it was so funny because uh, she goes, oh, just have your agent do it. <laughs> agent? I laughed in her face. Yeah, and she yeah. goes, okay, well, have your manager get you an agent. And I just kept laughing. I go, do you understand co- – like, yeah. co- like everyone who's done an open mic is a comic. Like right. we don't get – like. She's like, well, this is what you need to do. It was like giving me a checklist. And I yeah. was like, what the fuck is happening? Right. But right. also I'll take the advice. Now, 100%. Take the advice. But I was also like, I just met this person. And like, you're like, what? No, it's all good and everything. But but that's not how the business works exactly. Anymore. Yeah. Especially like, now. You have to be – most people – have to have enough of a career already. Yeah. And that's how it's always kind of worked. I know worked. people who have like hundreds of thousands of followers who just in the last year got actual agents. Because now they can do something for you. Yeah. Before they can. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. I wish it was one of those things where people were like, oh, this is a great thing you have. That's what Let's a manager is supposed to do. But managers, yeah. I don't even know who any managers are anymore. Yeah. It's it's a silly business. And they know managers have always known less than their clients. Yeah. That's just – yeah. <laughs> So they just happen to have an in at one club and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, plug everything one more time. The, uh, power of how podcast. We yeah. Go back out. and listen to the power of how I want to, I had such a good time today. I hope we get to go back to that sometime. Yeah. And, um, we got to make a trek out to LA and I don't know what the hell else I'm doing. If you happen to live in Asia, <laughs> I'll be on tour there. I have a few listeners in Asia, not a ton. And expats you, go see Matt. And if you live in California, I'll be there by February. Coming back, baby. At the full charge. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Beautiful. At the full charge. Yeah, at the full charge on everything. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Have a happy Merry Christmas. Happy holiday. Happy New Year. Happy New Year coming up. Uh, send us those New Year's resolutions. We'll read some on the pod. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's not like that's something we ever do. Um, <laughs> this year, I'm finally going to quit drinking. <laughs> hey, I'm here for There's it. There's at least half your audience. Yeah, you DM know? me, man. I'm, I'm around for it. As, as the very funny Joe List says, if you're DMing a stranger, you probably have a drinking problem. <laughs> Uh, at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. The one man show will be live everywhere uh, after January awesome. 10th. Awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to y'all next week. 